Hey, welcome back everyone to our midweek teaching series called A Path Forward. We're looking at the Sermon on the Mount, and today we're going to be looking at the Beatitudes. My name is DJ Martin, church pastor here at Parker Ford Church. If you're joining us online or you're a member of Parker Ford watching this, we welcome you. It's great to have you with us. Let's pray before we begin and ask the Lord to speak to us through his word in Matthew chapter 5 today. Jesus, we invite your spirit to teach us. You are our rabbi. For those who have given their lives to following you as disciples, as students, you're not only our savior, you're our teacher. And we need to take you as seriously as a teacher as we do as our savior. The Sermon on the Mount, you sat the people, the crowds, your disciples down, and you taught them as your students. Today we sit before your feet to receive from you this same teaching as your disciples, as your students. So teach us how to live, and we pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. So once again, this is our midweek teaching series called A Path Forward. We're looking at the Sermon on the Mount, and we're, we're looking at it as a way to move forward. I've been asking myself this question in election year 2020, as brutally gridlocked and partisan as things are in our culture from every angle, how can we move forward? And whenever I pray this, whenever I ask this question to the Lord, I, I'm consistently drawn to the Sermon on the Mount as maybe the most clear picture of how to move forward. So just a little bit of review from last week's teaching when I introduced the sermon. This is Jesus' teaching about what it means to live in the kingdom of God today. And specifically, we're going to be asking the question as we look at the Beatitudes, who is blessed? What does it mean to be blessed? Once again, this is from Dallas Willard's book, The Divine Conspiracy. He says, what we have come to call the Sermon on the Mount is a concise statement on Jesus' teachings on how to actually live in the reality of God's present kingdom available to us from the very space surrounding our bodies. So often we're tempted to approach the scriptures as a rule book. How do I live my life? How do I need, what do I need to do in this circumstance or that circumstance? I think if we were to ask Jesus those types of questions, what he would consistently point us back to, and I think what he does consistently point us back to, through the scriptures, is this teaching. This is how we are to live our life. This is how we are to move forward. Jesus is addressing two main subjects in this teaching. Again, this is from Dallas Willard. He says, first there is the question of which life is the good life. What is genuinely in my interest, and how may I enter into true well-being? And this is what he's going to answer. This question is what he's going to answer in Matthew 5, verses 3 to 20, which is what we'll be in today. And then the second question Jesus deals with concerns who is truly a good person? Who has the kind of goodness found in God himself, constituting the family likeness between God and his children? And this will be the second part of the sermon, the bulk of the sermon actually, from Matthew uh, 5, 20 through 7, 27. Jesus' central teaching was and is, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We need to see everything that Jesus said and everything that he did, every miracle, every parable, every teaching, every sermon, every prayer in light of this. This is the foundational teaching of Jesus's ministry and life. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. If something's at hand, it means you can touch it. 
If something's at hand, it means you can reach it. If something that is at hand, it means you can grab onto it. It's so easy for us, I think, to be tempted to think that the kingdom of heaven is some distant reality when we die and our souls are taken into heaven. Then we'll know what the kingdom of heaven is truly like. But Jesus said, no, repent, live your life, change your mind, think differently, act differently, turn around and walk the other way because God's kingdom is at hand, which means that we can actually hold it. Jesus wasn't lying to us. He wasn't doing a bait and switch. He was saying, hold on to these truths because my kingdom is actually here. This teaching, the, the Sermon on the Mount, is Jesus's response to the question, how do we repent and live as if the kingdom of heaven is truly here and at hand? How do we grasp it? So Jesus, at the beginning of the sermon, he sits the crowd down and he says, blessed are those, you know the Beatitudes. He's answering this question, what does it mean to be blessed? In our culture, we've largely come to think of blessing, I think, to mean good things or stuff. Like, if you get a new car, a new house, it means that you're blessed. But does it actually mean stuff when Jesus says, blessed are those? Or does it mean happiness? I think that's another way we think of blessing. I'm happy. I'm blessed. A better way to think of it is this, that you're in a good spot, or you're living the right way, or you're headed in the right direction when you live like this, or when this is happening to you. The central, the central teaching of the scriptures, and if you're a member at Parker Ford Church, you have heard me say this over and over again because it's such an important principle for us to grasp. If you, the, the central witness of the scriptures about blessing is this, that to be blessed means that God is with you. More than stuff, more than happiness, more than good circumstances, to be blessed means that God is with you. The ultimate blessing that God has spoken to the world is Emmanuel. God with you. God with us. So to be blessed means that God is with you. Perspective is so much in life. One of my children um, recently, my wife and I had to say no to this child about something they really desired. And when, when we said no, it just crushed them that they weren't going to be able to have this experience. And they said to us, why does everything in life have to be a no? And then they listed, you know, things that have been, the answer has been no. And, oh man, we can all relate to that, right? That crushing feeling of things being no, 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 closed doors. But what we did was we sat down and we listed the things that are yes, the things that God has said yes to. And just that simple act changes our perspective. It's not just that God says no, no, no. He also says yes, yes, yes. And when we shift our perspective, it's so helpful. So instead of complaining about my present circumstances, how might I receive the blessing of God's presence, if the ultimate blessing is God with you. And I think this is what Jesus is getting at in the Beatitudes. This is Matthew 5, verse 1. Seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him. And he opened his mouth, and he taught them. And remember, this is the teaching of what it means to live in the kingdom of heaven at hand. He opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, 
for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Now we could take an hour, we could write books on every single one of these nine Beatitudes. We don't have time for that in this teaching. What I'd like to offer this is a path forward for us. Instead of our perspective being, things are so difficult, things are so hopeless right now, if we would receive Jesus' teaching that actually we're blessed with God's presence because the kingdom of heaven is at hand, then we can have a perspective shift that will allow us to live with contentment, with joy, and with the presence of God in our present reality. Jesus says, blessed are you when others revile you. Blessed are you when they make fun of you. Blessed are you when they persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Largely in our culture, what's happened over the last 20 years is is Christianity has lost its privileged place in culture, and that's shifted. We certainly have not come to the point of persecution like Christians in uh, persecuted nations receive. We're nowhere close to that, but we've lost some of our privilege in culture. But Jesus says, blessed are you when others revile you. Blessed are you when others persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you. He's saying this to people who are under Roman rule. He's saying this to people who are taxed unbelievably. He's saying this to people who own no property and have nothing to their name. Blessed are you. Rejoice and be glad. Why? Why can Jesus say that to them? Because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Because God's presence is here. We need to receive this message in 2020. It is way too easy for us right now to feel like every answer is no, for us to feel like we're just stuck in gridlock, to feel like there's no hope, for us to just get so angry at the reality of our political system and all of that. God has offered us a different path forward, a better path forward, and in it is his blessing because in it is his presence, which is why we need to seriously consider his teachings in the Sermon on the Mount. Instead of complaining about my present circumstances, how might I receive the blessing of God's presence? I'd invite you to think through that. How would God say to you today, blessed are you? He said to the crowds, blessed are you when you hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are you when you're persecuted. Blessed are you when you have a pure heart. Blessed are you when you are reviled. People of God, hear this. Blessed are you when you live in a political situation where there seems to be no path forward. Not because your hope is in that political system or a political party. Far from it. Blessed are you because God is walking with you. God is with his church. He is with his people. And though we cannot see it clearly, he sees us clearly. He sees us 
how to move forward, and we receive that blessing. So what I want to challenge you today is take 10, 15 minutes and meditate on the Beatitudes and allow God to give you a perspective shift. Where there is hopelessness, receive hope. Where there is anger, receive his presence and his kindness and his mercy. Where it feels like it's nothing but no, no, no and closed doors, Make a list of the ways that God has said yes, 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 and open doors. This perspective shift is so helpful. Again, as we're walking through this series, I want to offer a number of helpful resources. I've mentioned The Divine Conspiracy a number of times by Dallas Willard. Um, Also, I'm currently reading uh, Sky Jathani's uh, recent devotional, What If Jesus Was Serious, which is a series of essays and reflections on the Sermon on the Mount where he asks that question, what if Jesus was actually serious? And also, I'd encourage you to watch the Bible Project's Matthew Overview video. You can just Google that and you'll find it. So once again, the Sermon on the Mount is God. (laughs) I believe it is Jesus's answer to the question, how do we live in the reality of your kingdom being present today? We need to ask this question. So friend, wherever you're at today, ask the Lord this question, how do I live today believing that your kingdom is actually at hand? I can actually hold it. And then with that question in mind, meditate on the Sermon on the Mount and receive it as a path forward out of gridlock, a new way to live, a new way to be human. Be blessed. I hope you have uh, a rich time of blessing in God's presence as you meditate on this teaching and scripture uh, from Jesus. Go with God. Have a wonderful day.